Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, patron papes, it's time for the show. Patron papes. Thanks, patron peeps. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, so things on your mind, like things you're thinking about from the past, present, or future. Or they could just be thoughts that, like, uh, that come on in. Uninvited thoughts. Holy mackerel. Talk about a, an apt description. Like house guests. Uh, you see, I mean, luckily I don't have a house, so I don't have to worry about that. But I can imagine. What if you're. This is probably something a lot of people have. Un, uninvited thoughts about. Un, uh, or unintended thoughts about uninvited guests. Uh, or it could be feelings about that or something else. Or this that you could say, well, yeah, this feels like that. Uh, you know, I'm de- dealing with something different, but it feels that way. Cause, so it could be feelings, could be physical sensations that are keeping you up. Could be a combo. Try the, I don't have a trifecta because then I have other stuff. Uh, wrong temperature pillows. I mean, I say... Who's, who's cooling and warming these pillows? Well, they say the air is probably cooling them. And you, you may, you're probably warming them. And I'd say, could I tell my pitch, pillow to warm it up, Chris? And then my other pillow would say, I'm about to cool it down. And I'd say, okay, because you, you, you got to slow it down. Sorry, that was a double uh, throwback reference uh but yeah, pillow temperature is another thing, or you know, general temperature, room temperature, a lot of things. I mean, whatever it is that's keeping you awake, uh, it's important. But I want you to know you're in the you may be in the right place. I can't say you're definitely in the right place. I can say I hope you're in the right place. Here's a here's the kind of idea of an uninvited thought. I'm not even kidding. This just happened. It was some part of my brain while I was just talking about that, and I was focused. Some part of my brain said, do you remember what lemongrass tastes like? And that just really happened. That's real time. And then I said, kind of. And they said, yeah, wouldn't it be nice to taste some lemongrass right now? That's really the conversations that are going on in the back of my mind. And I said, well, I thought I had another tangent. I'm in the middle of a pot. Well, you're right, huh? I could go first, like, uh, the taste of lemongrass as you're saying it, uh, more like the essence of lemongrass. You're kind of, because you're, you're very nonspecific brain. You're just saying, huh, like you don't even have it attached. You're right. Okay, so that just happens. I don't know if that happens in anybody else's brain either. But that could easily lead to me for saying, well, how am I going to get that? Because there's nothing... There's nothing in my, like, uh, that I could come up with, uh, 
that would simulate what my brain's saying right now or in the next, like, two or three days. Because it's not like, well, I could go for some lemongrass soup or some, you know, curry with lemongrass. You're saying, huh, wonder what lemongrass, who, who says that? Well, my brain says it. Okay, so I hope you're in the right place. If you ever wonder stuff like that when you're trying to do something else, you can say, all right, you ready for that big presentation? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I've been I've been waiting my whole life for this moment, your aud- big audition. And then some part of your brain goes, why do you think they call it a corn cob? And then what is that song, corn cob pipe and two-button nose? Uh, why would they make a pipe out of corn cob? Like, doesn't that... Uh, like, well, I guess, well, I guess I could see why they'd make the brain, you know, the, the brain out of corn cob. No, no, no. Corn cob nose? Is that, no, corn cob pipe. Uh, well, I guess, like, it makes sense if you'd have coal and the corn cob pipe. Is It was, uh, that kind of encouraged, you say, well, okay, well, I might as well have those two things together, except I'm a snow person, by the way. So I shouldn't have either one. I wonder if there was some somebody at a meeting when they were talking about Olaf who said uh, Olaf's the snow person or snow being from uh, Frozen movies. Like if there was someone, you know, either they're just one of those, what are those people called that disagree with everything, contrarian, or maybe they're just generationally, like they say, well, the, what do you mean Olaf's not going to have a corn cob pipe? And they say, come on. Well, couldn't we come up, what if it's uh, Frozen 3? And this probably will be Frozen 3. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, the, you know, either Olaf's, uh, Olaf, that happened in Frozen 2. Did Olaf ever find Olaf's family? I mean, I realize the message is that they have, the family is the family. You know, they already have their sense of family. But don't you think it'll be sooner or later there'll be a movie where Olaf goes to find other snow people or something? Or did, what, maybe I forgot about that part. I mean, I'm not kidding either. But then that person would say, well, can't we have, you know, one of the, 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 uh, and you say, no, no, no corn cob pipes in these movies, like, uh, period. So I don't know if your brain has gone on a tangent that far afield. Hello, welcome to Sleep With Me, podcast that puts you to sleep. I think you're in the right place if you're looking for stuff like that that goes off topic. Someone else, I, I, I did, some part of me is like, what if there's a, someone that has a big uh, investment in corn cob pipes, either emotionally or an actual invest? I'd say, well, I guess we just lost that portion of our audience, the corn, corn cobbers, uh, as they say. Here's the thing I used to have, we used to get corn cob pipes as a gift. Uh, my dad, every once in a while, I don't know if they gave them away at, at tobacco. There used to be these places where you'd go to buy tobacco, believe it or not. But this was when I was real young, even at shopping malls. And uh, my dad would would sometimes give us corncob pipes. Uh, so I don't know if my dad was actually the person at that meeting. Uh, that'd be pretty I'd say, wait a second, you were at the st- meeting breaking stories for Frozen 3? No, it's a dream, son. And you were in it, chatter. And I, oh, okay, great. Uh, so anyway, so I'm glad you're here. What I'm going to do is go off topic. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to muse lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, and superfluous tangents, which you've already seen a few.
And I do that because I want to take your mind off of stuff so you could fall asleep. Now, if you're new, this podcast is definitely not for everybody. You've already seen that in action. And now that you've seen me in a little bit of action, I can kind of give you the rundown. This podcast is not really meant to be listened to. It's kind of like if you were watching, now, and this is not encouraging this, but let's say there was a cartoon, let's say there was a universe where it was okay for a cartoon snow person uh, to smoke a pipe. Uh, and I, I can't, I'm, I'm trying the best I can to figure out what universe that would be. Could you say, well, smoking's not a good idea. And a snow person smoking's even worse. Uh, but let's just say there was. And then let's say, you said, hey, can you make shapes out of those? And you say, no, 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 just watch it. We just watch the smoke and it relaxes us. I guess my brain would say, well, how could I relax when I don't understand, like I can't come up with a universe uh, where this makes sense, if it has un- some underlying principles, because otherwise it wouldn't be a snow person. You know, you'd say, well, and so what if it was a universe where snow was a up? And i say, well, then that's kind of, you know, so... But let's just say, oh, let's just pretend it's a steam, it's a, it's a fog pipe. Yeah, okay, here we go. Somewhere out there is a, is a giant snow, there's a world. And you see, you might, kids, you might say this, and this is actually the, the truth. Uh, you see, where's all that fog come from? You see, oh boy, no one ever told you the tale of Olaf uh, and Olafina. They live out past the corncob reefs, out there beyond where you could see in the sea. And uh, they have these great pipes uh, where they, when they exhale, because it, like uh, they exhale fog. It's just, you know, you know condensation, right? We taught you all that science stuff. This is the nine scientific myths. Okay, I can hold both those truths in my mind. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, so that's where the fog comes from. Giant snow people's corn cob pipes. Yep, simple, plain and simple. Yeah, that's where it comes from. It's just a steep, you know, water vapor or something. I don't, I don't know. Snow person's uh, expiration or exhalation. Thank you. So, kind of pay attention to it like that. You say, "Huh, I'm watching that fog. It's just floating around." There's people that look at clouds and say they have shapes, and less people that look at fog and say it has shapes. I do. That's one of my actual nighttime hobbies, no joke. But, you know, I'm a, a, whatever, an edge case or whatever they call, they've called me, they've never called me an edge case. They've called me other cases before. uh, But an edge case, I'd say, would be also what I am. But so kind of barely pay attention. Don't some people feel like, oh, when's this podcast going to get started? Where, where's the content? And I say, well, boy, this is what this are you kidding me. The regular listeners, I'm not usually super confident, but I know this is going to be one that these people say, oh, that was uh, I barely heard you went, but I know you were talking about Olaf uh, and corn Olaf having a corn cob nose. It's a carrot nose, Scoots. And I'd say, well, that's Olaf's cousin, Olaf, in, you know, Frozen uh, 2, 3. Direct- they said, what happened to that Frozen franchise? It was going great. 
You see how Disney turned that over to Scooter. One of the many things, they needed a tax write-off. Actually, that's what it was. So they let Scooter produce it and everything. And it was, uh, it technically was, it had the potential to be interesting. Olaf was going, you know, trying to find other snow people, which is a sensible storyline. And Olaf found Olaf's cousin who had a corncob nose, uh, and also it already ran into a reindeer or something that had decorned it. So it was just a corn cob. It wasn't a corn, corn, there was no corn on the cob. You say, thank goodness, that was my first question about, you know, with everything Scooter said so far, that was my most important question. Also, just to delineate, because I'm not from your generation, Scooter, Tell, please tell me the corn cob pipes. Uh, no, because that, how about this one? Here's an invention. We just invented it together. Popcorn pipe. Popcorn on, how come that was never a thing? Corn on a po- corn on a popcorn pipe. Uh, it's probably a bad idea, but how come you wouldn't leave the corn? How come? Because so a corn cob pipe would do, yeah had no corn on the cob. But now that I'm thinking about it, that would be the best possible. Talk about a gift for kids. You say, what happened to your like? Uh, why doesn't your kid eat popcorn? That would be like your first. You, you've been dating someone for six months. And you say, you want to get some popcorn? No, 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 I don't need popcorn. Well, what do you mean? We're going to the movies. This is like our 10th date. You don't eat pop? No, I don't eat popcorn. Don't want to talk about it. Then months later, well, what happened? There was this brief period, like it was a tie-in with Frozen 3, and they had a corn cob, a corn, popcorn on the cob pipe. Uh, and everyone, you know, it was only out, somehow it made it out uh, to limited markets. Uh, and it was a pipe that you uh, somehow made popcorn out of while it was in your mouth. And of course, it was a bad idea. But it just barely made sense. Like this whole podcast, that's my main point. Uh, so this podcast doesn't make a lot of sense. It's also not really here to put you to sleep. Uh, just like everything I've been talking about doesn't really totally make sense. It almost makes sense. This is more here to keep you company while you fall asleep. Seriously, that po- I mean, I see, I've been to places that sell the popcorn on the cob or whatever. That's cor- dried corn on the popcorn on the cob. They don't call it that. They call it something else. But I don't know. I guess I can't see how you would do it. it would clearly, be like an issue. You'd have to have self-popping corn, which hasn't been invented yet. Maybe if you were friends with like a superhero, so you, that would be the only way that would be safe. Because uh, you'd say okay, and you wouldn't tell them. So it's like, and that could happen. Superman was from Iowa, right? Or Kansas. I guess he was from Kansas. Even better. Here's the thing. Superman, if you're listening in the past, or Supergirl, or any super people, you know, not the, what, what's his name with the, like, uh, Homelander. No, but you'd say, that would be a good gimmick. You'd say, how's your, how's that corn on the cob, corn on the cob pipe popping into popcorn? I don't know. Spontaneous popcornation, I guess. Meanwhile, Superman's hidden, Clark Kent, 
That could, that that would have been a way they could have like I don't know if they had to mortgage their farm like all the other one you know all the other superheroes but they could have they could have driven town to town selling popcorn uh corn on you know you know what I mean oh you don't because it doesn't make any sense you're right you're right so this guy gets more here while you fall asleep that's why the episodes are about an hour to give you plenty of time to ease into fall asleep at your leisure. And if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here to the very end. Tonight I'm going to be telling a tale, a tall tale, uh, about, uh, uh, I think it, tonight's episode is about three different, uh, a llama, a cat, and a dog that uh, became roommates. So that's going to be a bedtime story. Uh, perfect for falling asleep, too. So, but but if you can't sleep, I'll be here to keep you company and comfort you. I'm your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, your boar sib, and your boar bob, your boar on the bob. Uh, if I had a bob haircut, I'd say your boar with a bob. Uh, so those are two things. The other thing that could throw people off is the structure of the show. The show starts off with a greeting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary. Uh, then there's business. That's how we keep the show free. Then there's the intro, which we're already almost done with. The, the intro's around 18 to 20 minutes of me rambling and setting up the podcast for new listeners. But for regular listeners, it becomes, like I said, it's new every time. We've never talked about this kind of stuff in this way before. And that keeps us one step ahead of whatever's keeping you awake at night. That's why there's a new intro every time. But the intro also helps ease listeners into bedtime, whether you're getting ready for bed or you're already in bed, to get some distance away from the day and serious things. I mean, we've moved well past serious things. Though I'm serious about all this. They say, well, that makes sense. You know, this is a kind of, I don't know, it's not vertical or horizontal thinking. It's neither of those you say, Scoots, you really, you don't have deep thoughts, uh, but you don't have, you don't have sensible or deep thoughts, but you think about stuff in a very thinking way. It, you probably have had the most, ever since the person invented the corn cob pipe, uh, and ever since that song was written, no, you know, that's, a, you've given the most, yeah, if there's a corn cob association out there, I should get an award, you know, corn cobber of the year. Uh, send it my way, please. Uh, make it, some, you know, put some popcorn in there. You could just do an illusion, which would be you just have already popped popcorn and then you blow it out of there. You know, obviously have some sort of screen so you can't, re, you know, suck the popcorn back in. Um, there, That would be an illusion. Popcorn shooter, we could call that. So... Oh, oh, so that's the intro. The intro eases you into bedtime. You could skip the intro, but if you're new, give it a few tries. That's what almost every listener says. Then there's business. That's how podcasting is structured. Is that There's business in the middle third of the show. And then there's our story. Tonight, like I said, it'll be a real lulling, soothing story about uh, roommates. And then there's thank yous at the end. So this is a structure of the show. You don't need to listen. You don't need to fall asleep. Just give it a few tries. I make this show because I've been there, tossing and turning, mind racing trouble, getting to sleep trouble, staying asleep. 
and I want to help. I know how it feels. But also because you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you could rest. And if I can help with that, it would be my honor. Yeah, so give it a few tries. Just see how it goes. I guess that's kind of it. I'm glad you're here. I really work hard. I yearn and I strive. I appreciate you coming by. And I really hope I can help you fall asleep. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do it twice a week for free. All right, everybody, this is Scoots here, and I'm here with uh, the famous D.D., uh, uh, Dr. D.D., not a doctor. D.D. wants to be a doctor of uh, infrology, making inferences. So D.D. is from the transverse plane. That's where I've met D.D. Sorry, I keep saying that a lot. But uh, D.D. is looking into uh, the myths of a, of a place called Vinelton, or Venelton, or Venelton, and uh, kind of exploring some of the myths. Uh, so I'm going to turn it over to, uh, in my heart, the doctor of infrology, infra- infra- my favorite infrologist, Dr. Didi. Oh, thank you so much, Scooter. I'm so glad to be here and uh, here with all of you. Thank you for listening again. As I explore uh, such a you know famous tales of Venelton, the fa- famous uh, now I'm I'm figuring them out. Uh, here's the thing: I don't know if you were, and this is a thing only children get to do, but I do it because I'm an amateur. In well, no, I'm a professional infrologist. This is my, and people say nephrologist. I say no, 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 and then they say. Arche- but is it, is infrology anything, does it use late, it sounds like, it, does it use infrared heat? And I'd say, well, technically my body is made up of, imp- you know, there, if you have, you could see infrared heat on my body, correct? And my mind generates infrared heat, uh, but that doesn't, that's only driving my desire to infer things about the history of Venelton, Venelton. Uh, you know, different ways of pronouncing it. It's it's okay because we don't really know because if Venelton is an old, you know, I live on the other side of the transverse plane, not in your world, but a world, you might say I live in your future or an alternate future. And a lot of people would say, well, tell me the exciting stuff. Uh, and I'd say, well, don't you want to know what I'm interested? That's why I love Scooter. Scooter said, no. What are you interested in, Doctor? After Scooter said, Doctor D.D. and sang songs, and and you know those you know used up a lot of my time doing that. Uh, Scooter said, tell me what you're interested in, D.D. Oh, what does that mean? Your name? Because that's when I was an amateur nephrologist before I was paid by Scooter to infer things. Or, in, you know, I guess you can't say I'm, inv- I, I don't know, I'm looking at things in, in uh, like, uh, areas I'm combing through of the former Venelton and uh, finding things out. And it's exciting to me. It's a pastime. It's a way of life. And now it's so much more that I get to share. It, may- it makes it even more special for me to be able to share it with you. Uh, oh, because, you know, I get to do like a kid and I say, oh, let me go through. I, I, I go in someplace and this is where we're still uncovering. And I find a stack of papers. 
They say, was oh, this a historical archive of Venelton? Maybe this is a home where an amateur archivist lived. That's what I believe I am now. And I want to tell you another tale I discovered here. It was uh, the night. Now, this one doesn't just play, take place at night. Uh, but it was the night the llama, the cat, and the dog uh, tried to find the goose. Now, that's just my own title. Maybe I, as we go on, I'll think about something more exciting. But once upon a time, a long, long time ago, a... Uh, a llama, a dog, and a goose lived uh, in the countryside. And they were friends, and they, they you wouldn't say they were best friends. They were roommates and friends. And even in, you know, even on the other side of the transverse plane, we have roommates. I don't know if you knew that. So you, 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 that's the kind of thing you wouldn't assume about another world. You'd think about it eventually. Or maybe you'd infer it if you were looking like I was. But you say, wait a second, I never even thought about that. You live in an alternative version of our world? I say, well, no, no, no. Because it's on the transverse plane. It, it, it goes in all directions. But yes, we do We do have roommates. And sometimes you're friends with your roommate. Sometimes it's a business, you know, it's like a business arrangement. And uh, sometimes you become friends. I don't know. Scooter uh, used to tell me about his uh, roommate uh, from his freshman year of uh, university, and how they became very good friends. They're still friends today, but it wasn't one. I mean, I feel for them because living with Scooter, you know, I live within Scooter's makeup, and, and not his makeup, that kind of makeup, but. That's what, you know, the kind of thing, that's why you don't, you say, oh, I, you know, kids write into the podcast, they say, oh boy, could I go play in the transverse plane? Sounds swell. And Scooter says, sounds like you came from 1950 so, and you're a kid, so probably you're already, and then I say, oh, okay, can I get in there and play around? And Scooter says, no, 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 it's not a good idea. Because some of the roads of the transverse plane re go right into my brain. And I say, Scooter, no, they're in your, it's in a different place, your imagination place. And then Scooter gets distracted and says, is that anything like Imagination Station? One of my favorite uh, public access or public television shows, probably. I talk about it every third year and then have to be reminded, but I think it was in Philadelphia, though it could have been in Boston and it was a drawing show different than, uh, uh, I can't think of that name, the person that Bob Ross, different than Bob Ross, uh, but just different and good. And the person would wear a uniform and draw space stuff. Uh, that was Imagination Station, maybe. That's what Scooter, oh, but Scooter would tell me about his roommate, Christopher. Chris, uh, wonderful, such a wonderful man. He was a boy, he wasn't a boy at the time. The scooter saw him through a boy's eyes, and uh, it, like I said, living with scooters is not an easy task. It involves a lot of uh, borrowing without asking, losing without telling, uh, oil stains from oils on your clothes that were borrowed without asking. 
dropping of things that were borrowed that were no longer functioning at 100%. Uh, other things, too. But, you know, that's not that's neither here nor there as far as... Uh, they, they were, you know, they had they had their first year together. They weren't sure they were going to remain friends, and then it became a friendship of a lifetime. What does that have to do with our tale? Because it's a little bit similar. Uh, this uh, llama, this dog, and this cat lived together. The llama was named Scout. The cat was named Doll, and the dog was named Toe. And as I said, they lived way, way, way out in the countryside. Outside of a town, and they lived up on a hill, and then and the town was in the valley, down the valley a bit, but they could see it at night. And the town had a clock tower. It had some houses of different types of worship that some of those had towers or steeples or belfries. Uh, there was even a clock tower. So you'd say, was it a town or a city? And I'd say, well, I would infer it was a large town or a small city based on what I know of this myth. Now, this was the winter time when this tale takes place. And that's important because of a couple things at night uh, that we want to establish. So our, our friends, uh, Scout Doll and Toe, they lived in this one little barn or stable. And they were roommates. They had an arrangement, right? They uh, Now, it's interesting. If a cat, a dog... And a llama become roommates. Because and these are the things that you know I have to explain because uh, only you know this is where Scooter tells me he says this is the kind of stuff I pay you to infer about. You you would say okay how does a cat like at first you just make it you'd you'd assume and you'd if you were the broker you'd immediately make yourself a, a mule or or you know uh, if you know what I mean the rear end of a mule. Because of course, if these 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 are not uh, easy-minded, these are sentient beings, uh, just like you and I consider ourselves intelligent sentient beings. You say, wait a sec. Okay, that's why the roommates, right? That's why the roommates. But do they pay the same rate? Uh, you say, no, they don't, because they take up a different spaces. And, they, you know, they came to a consensus, or actually a three-way agreement, I guess, technically, of how to deal with this. Uh, and actually, the llama had a good thing, because the llama said, well, in the winter, some of my size that I'm taking up more of the two of you, understandably, will be offset by the, the energy that my body generates, which will save us on heating costs. And the cat and the dog said, yeah, and then, you know, and they, you know, the said, I'm not going to assume, but if we did snuggle at all to share warmth, uh, and we came up with an agreement about that, you know, that, that I would make it, that only I could sleep, you could rest on me, but I couldn't necessarily rest on you. And they said, okay, okay. And the cat was the one, doll was the one keeping notes on this kind of thing. 
And, and it, actually, this was a, this is important, and I tell you this not just because we need to infer it, because this is the first known occasion in the history of Venelton, in the history of sentient animals in Venelton, and in probably other universes. I mean, I don't want to overstate the importance of this agreement, because they didn't know it at the time. But this may have been the first reasonable discussion of rooming between three different sentient animals. Yeah, not the first discussion, but the first really good one. So they said, okay, fair enough. We see that. Uh, what else? And then the llama said, well, I could, could carry you to town, too. When we need to go to town, you could both ride on my back. And actually, the, the the dog toe said, "Well, I'd prefer to come up with a different arrangement for that because it's outside of the home." And the llama said, "Well, wow, you're right. Uh, let's keep this to, to to room. Like, so that would be board. This is room." And the dog said, "Technically, but I think board is something a landlord charges in this 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 barn, this stable." You know, we're renting it as renters. It's detached, uh, so our landlord does not live in the same building as us. It was out on the edge, the far edge of the farmhouse. Uh, was was uh, quite distant, so this wasn't a renting a room and board. And the llama said, "Wow, that's uh, that's uh, insightful, and it's delightful this discussion we're having." on this near winter's eve when they were signing the lease. And so they said, okay, well, you, yeah, you will provide heat. Uh, now, technically, you are about double the size of the two of us combined. And the llama said, yeah. And the llama was bracing itself for having to pay 50% of the rent. Uh, uh, and the cat said, so that's one option. The cat just broached that subject. The one option would be, 50, 25, 25. Now the cat said, now in, in that case, I would, you know, I am smaller than the dog. So, I mean, another option would be uh, 50, 30, 20. And the dog kind of groaned and scratched its ear at that. A toe did. Well, you see, what kind of dog, cat, and llama? I said, well, I'm not really good with identifying dogs and cats and llamas. I will say that Scout was a beautiful llama. Uh, now, normally people picture llamas in a, in a like a whitish gray coat, or at least I do. But I would say that if you saw Scout at a distance, you'd say Scout's hair was almost a strawberry blonde if it wasn't winter. And Scout had been freshly, you know, running, not that Scout would do this, but, you know, freshly swam and was clean. Not that, not that, not to, don't infer anything that I'm saying with that. Uh, so you see like a sandy blonde, then I'd say, yeah, I'd say Scout was a sandy blonde llama. And they may be incorrect here, but uh, uh, Toe was a dog, a furry, furry dog. I don't know if that's like a set. I don't think, I think Irish Setter's a smaller dog, and I'd say that Scout or Toe was a medium-sized dog. 
like one of those dogs that almost looks like it has a mustache. It even has hair on its face, and it, the hair, it seems to cover its eyes, but it doesn't. And it's gray, and that's all I can, and I say very pleasant dog. And I don't know really anything about cat species other than to say that doll was a, like orangish, uh, like the color. Well, actually, like it just happened to be autumn when we're talking about this. And uh, one of the colors you go to when you're peeping leaves, uh, this is the kind of leaf color you want to be peeping when you're peeping leaves is the color of doll the cat uh you'd see is that an orange is that a rust uh is that that's one of the colors that makes a sunset wonderful without it without this color the leaves in the sunset would not be as grand and almost all of doll was that color except the tip of doll's tail just happened to be the same sandy blonde color as uh, 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 the llama, I'm sorry, scouts. And that's actually in a whole nother, it's not really a myth, it's just how they became friends. Uh, they were passing each other on the road, and uh, uh, like a, a, a doll said, hey, look at that. Uh, your tail, my tail is the uh, same color as your you. But uh, Scout didn't hear that, and Scout said, What did you say? Hey, you got something to say to me, cat? And and uh, Dal said, uh, Oh, I was just noting your beautiful coat, and uh, that it just happens to be the same. And, uh, and then uh, Scout said, Oh, I'm sorry. I like, had a run-in with a cat once, and uh, was on that, you know. And, and then they, well, no worries. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. A lot of cats say, actually... Cats are the number one animal that says, says things under their breath about people in an unpleasant way. It's well known. I just happen to be doing that. Uh, I wasn't doing that. I was saying a pleasant thing. And uh, I said, well, pleased to meet you. I'm Scout the Llama. Oh, I'm Doll the Cat. Uh, what are you doing? Well, I'm a bit disappointed. I was looking for some place to live. Uh, this was what Scout was saying, and I can't find any place. And Dal said, well, it's the funniest thing. I found a place to live that I can't afford. And they talked about the price of rent, and they said, wow, uh, it doesn't sound like I could afford it either. And they said, well, you, Dal, Dal said, why don't we go look at it? To get, why don't you go look at it? It's really sweet. Uh, it has, like, a loft uh, with two windows or two, you know, two shutter doors that you could close to look out over the valley and the towns below and the trees are there and it's beautiful right now because it's the fall but I can only imagine in the spring, the summer, and the winter it's different but just as grand and uh, the, the, the scout said okay and they went up and they you know got permission and they said yeah go ahead show this llama the place uh, can't you, you know, I can't negotiate, I already negotiated the rent, so it's still the rent. And they both said, well, we can't quite come up with that to the two of us. But yeah, they looked over the valley and they just happened to do it at noon when some of the bells were ringing. And they said, man, we got to find a way to rent this place. Uh, sweet. 
And they kind of had more chit-chat, like, oh, is this your first place? And the uh, scout said, no, 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 this would be my third place I'm living in, but first place in this town. And what about you? And Dahl said, yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah, no, this is my first place. Uh, and Dahl had a long story, but Dahl had just come into town not that long before on the back of a wagon. And so then they said, well, we, maybe we could find a third person to uh, rent this place with us. And the, like, uh, Scout said, yeah. And, and Dal said, you haven't even seen the best part. It has one of those double doors, uh, like one of those doors you see in, in, in famous performances. That would be perfect for you because you're a llama. I'm too slow. But I did imagine that I could lie on the shelf in the sun because it's a Eastern facing, the front door is Eastern facing. And it was scout said, well, oh, oh, so you lie in there and you'll be warmed by the rising sun. And Adal said, yeah, yeah, I love being warmed by, not the rising sun, but about the 1030 to, to, to a, a noon sun. And they said, okay, we, and they said, look at the roof of that place. Are those, is that a cobblestone roof? Uh, and Dal said, the cobblestones are the things in the ground. But, you know, no, that's like, I think that's a terracotta or something. I don't know, or some sort of ceramic or tile. And Scout said, you know, uh, when, when I, they someone once told me never trust a thatch roof, uh, and Dal said, that's some words of wisdom. So eventually they said, well, what's, what do you say we, uh, and then they didn't, ha- they said, well, where are you staying? And Dal said, yeah, well, I have a place uh, that, that's, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm just like renting this one place. It's like a, it's like a boarding room full of other cat, cats only. And it's not really that great because, you know, I like to, I like to have my, you know, I like to do some thinking and lying alone or, you know, with, you know, so anyway, they they talked about it. They get to know each other, you know, a little bit better and they agreed to uh, go canvassing and looking for a third roommate for a while the next day. So they met the next day in town and they, they said, they said, well, what do you, do you think about how we could best do this last night? And scout said, well, you know, I don't, I'm not just named the name scout because it sounds super cool. And there's not many llamas named scout for some ridiculous reason. This is actually one of my things I enjoy. And I was thinking about it last night, uh, we probably should go to the opposite outskirts of town and work our way back uh, because maybe someone out there on the outskirts of town is looking for, is like more likely to be looking for a place on the outskirts of town. And there was silence just like that. Uh, and Dahl said, that's brilliant. Let's go. So they went to the, well, first th- that was on the east side, this hill. So they went to the west side and the other hill. But the west side of town was much more barren. The other hill was not as verdant as their hill, though it did have some trees, and the leaves had started falling. So then they went to the the north side of town, which was much more verdant, and there were some farms there, and they started poking their heads in and uh, 
some of the sub-buildings of farms that have been out for rent since, since you know, since animal sentience, uh, you know, a lot of labor practices have been changed. You know, like uh, like they went to the farmhouses and, you know, some farms were run by cows and some, there wasn't any llama or cat run farms. Uh, and they said, no, no, no. And then eventually they went to this one dairy farm that was run by cows uh, and a pair of cows uh, that, that uh, supported one another and were partners and, uh, they said to the cows, this cow said, hey, what, 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 like, that's beautiful. Your tail matches, like, their uh, coat. And they, they said, that's how we became friends. And one of the cows says, that's delightful. And they said, but you two look like you're looking for something. They said, well, yeah, we're looking for a roommate, technically, or whatever you call it when there's three of you. And one of the cows said, oh, Really? And uh, they said, what kind of roommate? And they said, well, one, somebody that could, you know, help us, uh, co- that we could, could cover the rent. And the cow said, well, this is amazing because uh, we had, we might have, we have someone that's been working with us and we just gave them a raise. Uh, and they had been living in one of our hay lofts, but they said, you know what, I think this is strange, like living here and working here. I'd like a little bit of personal separation. And they said, but now we're like, it became complicated. We were afraid they were going to lose them. Also, they took another job on the South side of town, part-time. They're going to work for us on part-time projects. And, uh, they're out now working, but like, uh, maybe you could hang around and, and meet them. And I think it, like, uh, but, but the, yeah, the, the, it's a dog, uh, a dog named Toe, and the uh, scout said Toe, like Toe, T-O-E or T-O-W, and the, the cows laughed, and they said Toe, T-O-E. And uh, they said, okay, wow, interesting name for a dog. And they said, well, Toe's great. Uh, and they said, well, do you mind, is it too private to ask what kind of work Toe does for you? And they said, well, Toe seems like some sort of sheepdog or something. We don't know. We're, you know, we're cows and we're in the dairy business. But, you know, we have, we, we, we really specialize and pride ourselves in, in taking good care of the cows we work with because we're cows, but, you know, because it's important and it's important to our customers. And uh, we really try to keep, uh, like, we have these natural aquifers on our, on our land, and we really try to keep those clean. And it's really, really important to us. And so, I don't want it. We don't. We don't really like to. But there's like some migrating geese, uh, or they were migrating geese. Canada geese, they're called. And we have a lot of extra grass growing because, of, like, it's part of our business. And, again, we, we, we if it was just some migrating geese eating some grass and moving on, that would be fine. But these geese, they tend to stay, and then some of them say, and we say, well, you know, if you want to live in our pond, you're going to have to pay rent. Uh, and the geese would fly off, and then they'd come back and eat some grass. And, again, not a big deal. We kind of have a good balance of grass, uh, but they don't clean up after themselves. And Dal said, what do you mean they don't clean up after themselves? And they, the cow said, uh, like, I don't know what it is about their system in the grass, but they go number two every, like, uh, 
And you know, cat, you know, cats are known for their cleanliness. Uh, and uh, Doll said, "I feel like I'm gonna hack a fur ball hearing about that." And like uh, the the other cow said, "You know, it's it's funny because like uh, the, the the geese just wouldn't like negotiate with us." We you know said, "Well, you could re- we could rent you out some space, uh, and we could look at we could do some A/B testing that if you're." Um, the droppings you leave behind are actually fertile or not, but we're not ready to commit to that. And, you know, we're trying to run a business here. This is, you know, we purchased this land. And and the, the geese said, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so they said, well, yeah, we had to take, you know, but the, if uh, a dog barks at them, they fly away. And if a dog barks at them on a regular basis, they say, well, it's easy. They don't like dogs barking, apparently. And so then they just say, oh, well, we'll migrate somewhere else or we'll faux-migrate. And so it's a great arrangement. It's actually a really sustainable business uh, uh, for Toe because, uh, you know, this time of year, some of them have moved down, but some will always come because they think they kind of migrate. uh, I don't don't know. We don't know a lot about it, but we just know Toe's very reliable. But also, yeah, Toe was taking up some, uh, some. Uh, I mean, we're a little worried because it's a part-time shepherd dog, shepherd's apprentice on the other side of town. Oh, there's Toe coming now, just in time for the afternoon shift. Uh, so we'll leave you through. Toe, we've got a couple people here that they could talk about synchronicity. They were looking for a roommate on the other side of town. And Toe said, wow, 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 you know, Toe did talk like a dog, like a well-known dog talk, but I'll keep you, uh, I'll try to communicate in a clear way because I know a lot of humans listen to this podcast. So there's dogs and cats and maybe if there's any llamas listening, Scooter said, be sure to like say hello uh, but so, okay, so they met. And, they, you know, I don't want to get into the, 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 the just the, 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 the totally inane details, but they became, they said, okay. And then Tosa, what do you, and they said, well, could you get the, could you leave now to go look at the place? And Tosa said, no, because I got to work. I, you know, I'm scheduled to do chase geese for a while. And they said, well, bummer, because what if someone else rents it? And, and Toe said, well, you seem, I, I, like the, I like the two of you. I trust you. Like, uh, what do you say we take the place, uh, sight unseen? I trust your judgment. but then, And then it's a surprise later, and I go and see it. Uh, and if for some reason it's not what I expected or we can't, you know, work together, I'll help you find another roommate. And then uh, Scout says, as long as it's not one of those geese. And then they all laughed. Uh, and the, the, so then they, like, eventually, you know, uh, Toe went to work. They went over to talk to the landlord. They said, we'll take it. Uh, and the landlord said, great. And the landlord said, you know, there's one thing, like, you know, I'll rent it out, uh, but I want you, like I found as a landlord, this is a requirement, but uh, that you have to have a signed roommate agreement between the three of you 
that I also sign off on as a witness. Uh, so I, I'll reserve the place for you, and you can even start moving in. I trust you. You seem all like reasonable beings, but um, I'd like you to cut, you know, within the first 30 days, I'm going to need that roommate agreement because maybe you need to live together for a little while and see each other's style. Also tonight, you know, technically start on the first of the month. I'll let you move in on the 20th. Uh, and so they said, great, uh, this is awesome. And they went and they told, told the good news. And then they, you know, start, they started to get ready. And then they eventually started to move in. And so that's how we got to where we are now. Uh, with this discussion of the two of them, or three of them, I'm sorry, the three of them trying to uh, negotiate this great, this was a real monumental moment, even though this is like, uh, this is one of those tales within a tale, uh, with three tales. Uh, but so they were, they said, okay, well, that's another option to get back to where we were, 50, 30, 20. Another option would be 33, 33, 34, and each month we switch who's the 34. Yeah, but they, and then the scout said, technically, I think I take up more than half the space, uh, but some of it's a vertical space that neither one of you uses, but there is horizontal space, uh, and they said, yeah, this is tough because we don't want, this is going to be at least 12 months, hopefully longer because this place is so great because it was just far enough out of town. One of the things they found they loved was not only could you sit up there and look at the town or you could sit on the other side and look into the countryside uh, or be there when the sun rises uh, now, when the sun set, it was like a little bit behind the hill. So it was not, but it was just, they all liked just sitting out there at night because you get to hear things. Uh, and the sound carried different at night. Uh, and they said, okay, well, this is really interesting. So how are we going to do it that in a way that feels fair? And then they said, well, what if we're thinking, what if we're not thinking of everything and the scout said, what do you mean? Because Dal said that. And I said, okay, well, we'll just have these three constructs of being a roommate. And they said, well, what other arrangements could we come up with? Like, we wouldn't have you play, pay 60% uh, or 50%. And Dal said, no. Uh, but uh, And we don't want to do a room and board arrangement. Uh, but we could figure something out for that. Uh, and... Uh, Scout said, not to take things off, but what if uh, for every day we ride into town together and I do the carrying, that counts as, for each one of you, uh, a quarter lunch or dinner credit. Uh, uh, and then, you know, after I hit a full credit, you'd have to buy me lunch or dinner. And they both said, fair enough, fair enough, because they knew their day would be easier, you know, at work or, you know, whatever, to get to town quicker. And and they said, okay, round trip, though. And it, so a quarter of a lunch or a dinner, round trip. Uh, and they said, what, how are we going to decide, you know, because dinners are usually, and then uh, Scott said, every other one. 
So when I get the first credit, it will be a lunch uh, for Dal and the first credit for, for, for Toe because Toe's, you know, this. And they said, wow, that's great. But round trip, you don't get credit. It's a round trip the same day. And they said, okay, that makes sense too. But they said, if we're buddies, we're probably going to be doing round trips together. Or, you know, you'll be, and the scout said, yeah, don't worry, because I'm going to be coming home from work. Uh, and I got to pass through town and either one of my workplaces. And they said, yeah, that's that makes sense. And I'm going to want to eat with either one of you. I said, wow, that makes sense. Then they said, well, what if we, can we prepare you lunch uh, to bring to work? And, and scout said, I'd love that. Uh, so long as this is not like a liverwurst sandwich every time, not to assume that one of you eats a liverwurst sandwiches or a slobber, uh, no offense, but, you know, and then they had a laugh because they were just joking. But they said, uh, how, how would we come up with a solution then that feels like it works? Uh, and Scout said, well, I think it goes on to something with me keeping the two of you warm. And they said, well, what do you mean? And the scout said, well, we don't really know. Like, otherwise, we're going to keep, you know, tending that there's a, there was that wood stove. Uh, and uh, they, they, we, we said, well, we could figure it out probably. And, and, and Dal said, oh, yeah, I could figure this out. I could figure it out. And they said, let's just admit, but we'll make up something. And then next year we can rearrange. And they said, okay, so we'll assume... You cause a 20% reduction in our need to either gather firewood or purchase it. And uh, they said, can you agree to that? And they said, yeah, yeah. And they said, okay, well, this is how much uh, the firewood costs. Not, it's not as equal as, uh, and they said, yeah, okay, so now we're closer. And then, like, then Dal said, but then Toe and I have to work something out. But I think I have an idea for that. Uh, and Toe said, what? And the cat said, two things. Just one personal preference that I would have demanded anyway is, uh, you know, like, uh, I know some dogs, like, uh, like, uh, like, have to, like, anything that I say, please, of my things, like, please don't sniff my things if I say, don't sniff that, please. And uh, Toe said, okay, could you put, is there a way you could, like, let me know, or the first time I do, let me know, or maybe put a sticker on something? And uh, Dal said, yeah, we could come up with an arrangement. So that's one thing. But I'm willing to go even at the same number as you if, uh, if, if, uh, I just have one more concession from you. And Toe said, what's that concession? And Dahl said, okay, well, I really am thinking I'm going to be, now this could change, and that's why I'm giving it as a concession. Like, I'll pay the same amount as you in rent. If on the mornings I'm lying on the shelf uh, in the summer sun or the spring sun or the winter sun or the fall sun, you don't go out that door. Like, uh, you, you know, you're, you know, are you comfortable going out a window or, uh, you know, off the, the, the second floor, there's that, uh, ramp. Uh, so it's not like you couldn't use that to run down. 
like, so you don't disturb when I'm chilling, because it's important time for me. And Toe said, sounds great, sounds fair. So what's the overall arrangement then? And, uh, I, I like, uh, Don said, I think it's fair to do 30, 30, 40. And they kind of creates a situation where you are paying more, but you're also being compensated for the heat you're providing. You're being given a little bit of extra compensation for your heat. Also, I feel like you were kind of generous on, uh, your idea of bringing us to town and making that round trip. Uh, but then I guess, uh, like that way we're, we don't get fed up with it, right? And they all agreed on that. And then they moved, you know, this, they signed it, they, you know, they came up with other stuff like laundry and dishes and all of that. And then winter came and they were, were living happily together or mostly happy, you know, as three things are. And that, so that was a monumental piece of history, like within this other myth. Uh, and actually maybe the more mythological part, because you say, wait a second, did they just like work that out between the three of them reasonably? I say, yeah, it can be done. Not always, though. Not always. You know, it's, it's not easy, but it's a, that's why it's a, you know, it's a story. But then, you know, they would start to, sometimes they, the three of them would sit up there, especially in the night in the winter, and listen to the sounds. Uh, and there was a couple sounds that stuck out to them. And one was on, like, uh, so they faced into the valley, uh, but kind of at an angle. So they were looking west, uh, but the the road in the stream that ran through town uh, kind of ran, uh, what is that, east? Is that their back, west, uh, north? So, yeah, the road in the stream ran at an angle, like a 45-degree angle, if they were looking out their windows or their second-floor loft. Uh, it was running at a 45-degree angle to the south, uh, southwest. So west would be north when they were looking. Yeah, southwest, I think, uh, or west-south, because technically they were looking west, uh, and then to the right of where they were looking, you know, at an angle is where the town and the valley were. So directly across the valley, it was uh, the, the other hill. So they would listen. And so not far at the edge of town was this one bigger place. Uh, and that's where like a couple of human beings, you know, they lived, the humans and the sentient animals all lived together, right? Uh, they didn't really see it that way. They just said uh, other uh, humans, they were called, right? They didn't have the same construct as, as your world or even the world I come from. But this place, uh, the human, the, 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 these particular humans worked uh, for this family of dogs and puppies, and one of the humans was a caretaker, and the other human was a, like a chef, uh, like a living chef. These dogs were very, were very well to do. And every night they would just sit there at dinner time because it, for some reason the dogs ate later than even though there were a lot of kids or puppies uh, or whatever you call a dog that's a little bit older than a puppy, a young dog. 
there would be so much clinking and clanking and howling and sniffing and dogs playing and and they they just loved it it was like them for them it was entertainment and they they said oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy what do you think are they and they'd make up names they didn't know the dogs uh, because the dogs were kind of in a, the, the dogs stayed to their estate because they kind of considered themselves they're just a little insular compared to the rest of the community they, 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 I don't know. I think they, maybe they had an investment in aquifers too, or aquifer water or something. I don't, I don't know exactly. So that was one of their favorite forms of entertainment. And the first half of the winter, that's all they did. And they loved it. Uh, and they would do other things like play games while they were listening or drink tea or, you know, maybe, you know, if they were cooking for one another talk about life uh, or they go into town and hang out uh, and stuff like that. But then this one night, this goose would come out at night uh, and it would would howl at the moon. And it was not the greatest sound. And the cat said, I know cats do this kind of stuff. Believe me, I had my day where I was howling at the moon. But they said, what's going on with this goose? Uh, and it's ruining our listening to the dogs having dinner. And then they even talked about it between the three. Well, is there a way we could adjust to this? Uh, and they said, well, let's see how it goes tomorrow. And then the goose would howl longer. And it disturbed their sleep even. And, and, but it already disturbed it because it disturbed their tradition and their wind down that they enjoyed. And they tried yelling across the valley to tell the goose to be quiet in strong terms. And that didn't work. Uh, and they try, at first they tried getting closer to the goose, but the sound was so loud at first they said, well, forget it, let's just uh, go home. But after a few weeks... Uh, they could still hear the dog sounds, and they kind of missed it. I don't know. They felt like they were part of something. Uh, and it was getting towards the holiday season, and they said, well, I don't want to miss out on this. Uh, they were really looking for. They had actually planned a party with their friends. Uh, uh, that part of the entertainment was going to be staying up or getting up to see how they celebrated the holidays at this one, that all the dogs, because they had so many puppies. And they even guessed, do they believe in puppy claws or puppy, you know, uh, what, 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 what sort of holiday tradition do they, or do they believe in, you know, negative, the negative version where uh, leading up to the holidays. So eventually they said, we got to go deal with this goose. And uh, Toe said, well, I could chase it away. And they said, no, 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 that wouldn't be nice. We should go talk to it. Uh, and so the three of them one night went up there. And they said, the goose is howling at the moon. And they said, excuse me. And the goose just kept howling or groaning. And then they observed that and they said, this goose is really like doing some sort of, that's not like it's coming out of its throat. And uh, they said, excuse me. And the goose kind of noticed them, but didn't stop. Uh, And they left, and then they discussed, I said, was this goose, you know, sad? Is this goose upset, obsessed with the moon? And they could win again, and they tried to interrupt the goose, uh, and it didn't work. And then they went back the next night, and they tried uh, 
like using stronger movements and sounds and clapping didn't work. Uh, they went back the next night. They tried poking the, excuse me, excuse me, I don't mean to tap you or poke you, but they were trying to get your attention. And the goose ignored them. And then they tried writing a sign. They said, well, maybe the goose, the, let's leave it a sign. Let's leave it a note. Uh, let's leave it a long letter saying, please stop. Uh, none of that worked. Uh, but at the same time, each time they noticed more and more details. Uh, and then, like, one night before, as they were walking there, Toe said, what if, uh, I wonder if there's, like, you know, they say there's sounds that I can hear or things I can smell that you two can't smell. And I'm sure that there's things that cats can hear or do or llamas can do that I can't do, right? He said, what if, uh, like, there's some some something we can't hear in the song or whatever? Maybe it's singing or whatever. And they said, okay, well, uh, what, do you, what do you mean? And then the, the, the toe said, what if... Uh, I always thought about this with the Canadian geese, uh, and I never tried it. Uh, well, maybe I could try it with this goose, because it's a goose. It's not a Canadian Canada goose. It's, uh, you know, like a spruce goose or something. I don't know. I don't even know what kind of goose it is. Uh, and uh, Dahl said, I was thinking it was a snowy white goose. Uh, and uh, uh, Scout said, I was thinking it was a goose that was a gosling from that story. And Toast said, okay, it's not important. What, what, like, there's this thing, revert. what if we, like, not reverse, we're not going to use it for not good. We're going to use it for good. Let's just keep going and observing and talking about the goose's singing and what we like about it and what we could see it being used for other than getting on our nerves. And how if it was changed or we weren't hearing everything, it could be altered for our party which is still coming up. Uh, and they did that night after night after night. So, again, a slow build. Oh, wow. First, they just stood at a distance. Ooh, like after every song. Ooh, boy, that was a, uh, that's one long, how long was that one grown note for? Holy moly, this is good. And uh, they would just sat there and observed like they were fans. They started to notice more and more nuance, and they would point out the nuance. And they'd say, man, I wonder if this goose could sing uh, sing like something or like, uh, to me, this is a song, but I really don't know what it is. Uh, and they kept saying that, and then... They even talked about the dilemma of their party and having the goose groaning, and uh, and then Toast said, "Well, I think like I think we should just forget the party. We could invite the goose, but the goose won't talk to us. Uh, you know, it would really be good is if the goose came and gave a presentation to us and our guests about what we were doing, and then we gave a presentation to the goose about what we used to enjoy about the night." Uh, and then maybe down the road we could figure out another solution. And the goose turned to them and said, I love that idea. Uh, we, like, I could prepare a treaty on what I've been doing every night uh, because it is complicated and multi-layered. Uh, and I'd love to present it at your holiday party and watch the dogs and stuff. Uh, and they said, well, could you give us a short version 
and like uh, and they said that whatever that clanging is, whatever bowls they use at that house, uh, makes my ears hurt. Uh, and the only way I can block out the sound is by singing. And then uh, Scout said, "You know, I could you like uh, we like uh, you know, one of the uses for llama hair is earplugs. Uh, we can make you something." And they made earplugs for the goose, but the goose also came to their party and did a presentation. And uh, I don't know, that's how they solved that problem. The goose across the valley at night, or whatever it was called, uh, the case of the goose across the valley at night. And one way that they were able, this is the you know important piece of history there too, of them negotiating that roommate agreement. Uh, good night with another story of uh, tales inferred from Vendleton. This is your friend, uh, uh, Dr. Dede. Good night.